terrified and, and, and afraid. I started thinking, what's happening to me? I, I'm losing control. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm driving a car here, and I'm on a freeway, and here's my two little kids, and I'm going to kill them or something. I don't know what to do. And she, she said she was paralyzed in that car, so much so that uh, her hands grasped the steering wheel and almost turned white. She was frozen on the steering wheel and wanted to get off the freeway onto the shoulder of the road, but it seemed like it was so far away, and, and she didn't want to rush over there either, but she, in a frozen kind of a state, she just started to bend the wheel just a little bit and drift slowly uh, off off of the lane toward the shoulder. And, of course, matters were made worse by tons of cars not appreciative of this driving, um, uh, her driving skills at this point. It began to honk, the horn, yell, all that sort of thing, which increased her anxiety. And uh, it it took an interminably long time in her own mind to finally get onto the shoulder. She said that when she got onto the shoulder of the road, she stopped the car immediately, turned it off, and kind of fell in a heap right there in the front seat over the steering wheel and couldn't move. She She was just devastated for minutes. She couldn't remember how long it was. And since that day, she said, I have not driven on any freeway at any time. I I have these of this tremendous fear of, of this panic attack happening again. And so it's been a tremendous problem for me as my children have gotten older, they've become involved in various different sorts of activities in their school now that they're in school which require me driving them here and there for practices and all sorts of things. And it's, it's quite inconvenient to avoid the freeway to get to these things. And it's creating a problem in our family and even with my husband for, for efficiency issues and time things and things like that. And so she came for counseling. Now, I'm not going to tell you immediately what we did, uh, other than the fact that I want to raise this question. Uh, what do you think the Bible might have something to say about a person with this kind of a problem? Maybe you've got a problem like that. Maybe you have anxiety attacks or panic attacks. Maybe you have fears or phobias, and you might think, uh, this is a, the kind of a problem that, uh, well, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I pray, and, and uh, what else can I do? Uh, the Bible really doesn't address that. The Bible's a good book, you might think, and it's filled with wisdom about getting to heaven and all that sort of thing, but what does it have to say about that? Well, I want you to know that here on the Transforming Lives program, over these next weeks, we're going to be talking about those kinds of problems, all kinds of problems that people have, the average common problems that people struggle with in their lives. We're going to talk about individual problems, personal problems, uh, the kinds of things we might hide to other people from other people. We might be talking about and we'll be talking about marriage problems, relational problems in, in, in a marriage relationship and, and how to improve those things. We'll, we'll be talking also about uh, relations with other people. We might be discussing um, conflict and uh, how to resolve those things. The Bible is loaded with information and we're here to encourage you to begin to trust the Bible more than you ever have before because the Bible, we believe, is sufficient mm to give us everything we need for life and godliness, just as it says in 2 Peter 1.3. God has provided everything that we need for life and for godliness. I told you I was going to be sharing the hosting of the program with others. I want to introduce to you those briefly right now, and and, uh, we'll be talking to them a little bit more about their backgrounds and their history. But uh, right across from me is uh, Reverend Armand Tiffey. 
Armand, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you. And uh, you and your wife are going to particularly be focusing on some marriage things in the future, right? That's correct. Good. We'll look forward to hearing more about that in just a few minutes. And we have Pastor Glenn Dunn here also. Welcome, Glenn. Thank you, sir. Good to have you with us. Privileged to be here. If uh, we're three of your best friends, you need to get around a little more. I <laughs> probably should, and uh, actually I should confess lying at this point <laughs> to all of us. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's good to have you with us. And also helping us moderate, and, and that's a good friend, Pastor Gus Supan. Welcome, Gus. Nice to see you, Joe. Nice to be here. Yeah, amen. We're looking forward to serving God together, aren't we, guys? That's right. Sure. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I want you to know that um, in in uh, the context of our time tonight, uh, we're going to be talking more about the sufficiency of Scripture and how it has uh, encouraged all of us as pastors as well as uh, counselors, we want to um, maybe share a little bit about some experiences we've had in counseling and uh, just exalt God's Word to all of us. We've got a lot of time for that uh, in this coming hour. We'll be with you for an hour, and if you're just tuning in, we're the Transforming Lives radio program, it's live right here on 1220 AM. And uh, not too long from now, we're going to encourage you to call. If you have an interest in the program, you have a question you might want to ask, you have an experience you might want to share with us, the uh, toll-free number is 888-677-WORD or 888-677, that would be 9673, all right? I'll repeat that, 888-677-WORD or 677-9673. If you're local here, to the Independence area, the number is 216-901-0933. We'll be repeating that often on the program. Well, the uh, scriptures do tell us that they're sufficient, don't they, guys? I was thinking uh, earlier, uh, before the program, not only of uh, the reference that I made from the passage of Second Peter, but also in Colossians 3.16, where the Apostle Paul tells the average believer in the church there that the word of Christ should dwell in them richly so that what? So that they would be able to counsel one another. And, in a, and, and the results of being counseled by the scriptures and discipled by one another in that regard would fill their lives with uh, joy. Look at uh, the... Look at the fruit that comes from that. They'd be able to uh, sing to each other songs and hymns and spiritual songs, thanksgiving in their hearts to the Lord. That'd be a neat church, wouldn't it, guys, to have everybody in there with Mm -hmm. melody in their hearts and the way they talk to one another? You guys have churches like that? Amen. I know that I do. (laughs) (laughs) I know that we all do. (laughs) That's right. It's an interesting thing when you read the Scriptures that singing— is often an indicator of the spiritual condition of the heart. Mm-hmm. And when you when you have a, a group of people that sing, whether or not they can quote unquote sing well mm-hmm. isn't really the issue, but it, singing itself is often an indicator of where one is spiritually. And to be filled with the word of God tells us that we're going to evidence that often by making melody in our hearts. You're right. You're right. And not only that, but the scriptures tell us that that the Lord is present in his praises. Yeah, and when we're going in the right. midst of a trial, a difficulty, a panicky attack, or what have you, and we're able to to sing and to praise, uh, the Lord is present there, 
and he's ready to help us yeah, immediately. He, he by, inhabits by the praises of his people. people. Yeah. Thanks, Gus. Yeah, that's good. You're right, Glenn, too, about that uh, that, that song expression of singing is, is an outward manifestation of inward joy, mm-hmm. which is, of course, a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. James so, tells us in James 5 that if we're suffering, we should pray. If we're rejoicing, we should sing. And it's a great. I think it's a great mark when you um, are experiencing the fullness of of God's uh, joy and presence and so forth. It's a great mark of a church if the church is, is a singing church and, pe- and the people are out there singing. I remember uh, standing next to a man always during our communion services, um, and we always used to end our communion service with a particular hymn, and. Um, I took great pleasure in standing next to this guy. He was one of our deacons every uh, Lord's Day because the man could not sing, and he knew he could not sing, but that didn't stop him from singing. He just opened his lungs, and it was great rejoicing, and I loved standing next to him and singing that closing hymn after uh, the communion service. It was a great mark. Mm -hmm. He was making a joyful noise. That's exactly right. Sometimes it's very difficult to sing in the midst of trials and difficulties. It becomes very difficult to do that. Mm. But uh, the Lord is there to, to help us to do that. And he, we, the scriptures call that the sacrifice of praise. Mm-hmm. Is when, when, you can't, when you don't have the ability, the strength, the, the capacity to do this, we, we go through a sacrifice of ourself and say, God, regardless of, of how I feel or what's going on, I am still going to praise you. Mm. in the midst of all of this. Amen. Well, that's one of the things that uh, at the Biblical Counseling Institute we've designed to become more involved in helping Christians learn how to grow in that fruit of the Spirit so that even through trials they grow and they can have joy and that people would be equipped, as the Scriptures say, to counsel one another. We talked Mm. about uh, Colossians 3.16 a moment ago and Romans 15.14 says something similar. (coughs) Excuse me. That uh, uh, the Apostle Paul told the Romans that they were competent. He was confident that they were competent to counsel one another. In our day and age, guys, you know that uh, the average Christian does not feel or believe themselves to be competent to counsel. The whole field of counseling, you might say, has been taken from us and taken from the church in Mm. particular by the secular world, uh, believing that... uh, an extensive amount of training and degrees and all manner of studies are required before a person is adequate to give counsel. When uh, you fellows have come to believe also, as I have, that the Scriptures more than adequately prepare the mm. average Christian mm-hmm. to counsel, not just mm-hmm. pastors as we are right. who ought to be uh, quite skilled at it, but even the average layperson should be able to counsel. And this program is, is here to encourage the average Christian, average Christian to do just that. And, and to become better at handling the scriptures. And that's why Biblical Counseling Institute uh, exists, to train people. We're not, not really uh, looking for people to counsel. There's plenty of those around. We, we'd love to help people. We're looking to train Bible-believing Christians to, uh, to counsel one another. And so uh, we're going to have information about resources uh, on and on throughout these weeks and in, in this program about how you can find out you who are listening how to get trained yourself to use the scriptures, to understand people and their problems and to help them do something about it. Would it be okay if we 
just read that in Romans fifteen fourteen. It's a capstone of what we think and please, what we do. Please do, Glenn. said, Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. And that's the whole mm-hmm. issue of being able to address issues with other brethren mm-hmm. through the vehicle of the Scriptures, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that we are competent through God's Word mm-hmm. to counsel. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I promised that uh, a little later in the program we're going to take calls from you who are listening. But when we come back from this break, we're going to be talking in a little more depth to uh, to our hosts here and uh, find out a little bit more about them personally and some of their experience and testimonies, things like that. It'll be very exciting. So you just uh, continue to listen. We'll be right back after this brief uh, intermission. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. already here at Transforming Lives, 1220 AM radio. And uh, welcome Warren area, Sharon, Youngstown area people on 1440 WHKZ. We're glad that you're hearing us also by simulcast, and we encourage you to call in. The same toll-free number works for you too, 888-677-WORD, or that's 677-9673. So be sure to call in uh, maybe about 15 minutes or so. The lines will be opening up, and we'd be really glad to hear from anyone who'd like to call and talk to us about uh, biblical counseling, the Scripture sufficient, or even share a problem with us. It'll be confidential with us, and we'd be glad to steer you somehow in the right direction, hopefully by the Scriptures. And uh, so we'll look forward to your calls. But in this segment, we want to talk with one another, and I want you to get a little bit more familiar with uh, not only myself, but uh, our three uh, compadres here uh, who will be co-hosting. Now, what we're going to do is um, each one of us is going to take some spins at doing this. Uh, next week, uh, it'll be another person, whatever. So we're going we're gonna to take turns, rotate. And um, uh, so I won't be necessarily hosting every program. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, how God uses each one of us in unique ways. Uh, let me go ahead and start with Armand uh, Tiffy. Armand, uh, you're pastoring where? Cornerstone Community Church in, in, in Mayfield Heights. And how long have you been there? Armin? Well, I planted the church. Uh, been there since its inception in uh, 1989. Uh, okay. What's the math on that? <laughs> 16 years. 16, okay. 
good. I couldn't do it fast enough. Mm-hmm. And when when did you first uh, begin to realize um, that the scriptures themselves were more than adequate to handle the counseling things that come through a pastor's office? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, Joe, when I became a believer, and uh, I I just <clears throat> believed that the Word of God was true and the answers were there. I didn't understand it. Uh, as much as well as I do now, and I'm sure in five, ten years, if the Lord tarries, uh, I'll uh, probably continue to learn more and more. But mm-hmm. I just always uh, sensed from the very beginning of my conversion that the uh, that the Scriptures were sufficient for life's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until that was uh, back in seventy in the seventies and and, th- and through. But it wasn't until uh, 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 we planted this church, and a couple of years went into it, 90, 91, 92, uh, that uh, as I was counseling people, because I was senior pastor now and then, and uh, as I am now, that uh, I wanted to try to uh, um, better, be better equipped to uh, uh, reach out and counsel uh, the flock that God has entrusted to my care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when I started seeking out uh, biblical counseling, and um, and I was led to to BCI to Biblical Counseling Institute. How and, long ago? Uh, I'm trying to remember. That when was in 1993. 93. 93, and that's what really changed my ministry. Changed my, uh, just opened up scriptures to me mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I saw before, but never related it to issues of life, to mm-hmm. problems, of uh, many problems of life. So uh, it was a real eye opener, and it continues to still be a, a, an eye opener. Uh, and uh, I've uh, I've grown tremendously myself, uh, not only uh, uh, myself in my own personal life, and and then also in in counseling. Counseling is uh, much more successful uh, now uh, that I've been trained uh, and uh, in biblical counseling, mm-hmm. and I find that the uh, counseling uh, that uh, that we're better and I'm better equipped to instill hope in people biblically. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, uh, learning how to motivate people biblically. Um, I'm learning how to get to the root of the problem, the heart Great. of the problem. And Armin, we're, we're excited for you because uh, you've got a book out now. You're an author. Yes. What's the title of your book? Transformed into His Likeness. Yeah, that's pretty close to the name of this program. Yes. Right? Transforming <laughs> Lives. Right. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about what your book um uh, covers so that uh, people might be interested mm-hmm. in, in getting a hold of that. Let's uh, let's talk to Glenn. You got any questions for Glenn, Armin? <laughs> well, Glenn, same yes. question. Yes. Uh, why um, uh, why biblical counseling? Why why biblical counseling training? <clears throat> you know, um, when I was in seminary, I, I was able to um, to take a course. Uh, courses and so forth, and, and the way that I was taught biblical counseling, pastoral counseling, we called it then, was um, I was presented with two systems. One was uh, a system that combined the world's wisdom and knowledge with the scriptures, and the other one was a system that said that the Bible alone was sufficient. And, and uh, by God's grace, I landed on the, the, the latter, that uh, God's word is sufficient, but I never had occasion, unfortunately, to really put that into practice until later in my uh, time in ministry, and the Lord really began to deal with me on the necessity for us as Christians to be uh, confident in the Word of God in the matters of helping people, and um, 
I came to realize that there was a, a difference between people claiming to believe in the inerrancy of the Scriptures as opposed to people claiming that they also believed in the sufficiency of the Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit that that was a surprise to me Yes, um, as, as you know, we worked uh, through things. And then in, in God's providence, um, I was made aware of, of um, a great movement in what's called biblical counseling. And I was so encouraged with what I saw that I went on to become a, a certified biblical counselor uh, through the national organization known as uh, National uh, Association of Nuthetic Counselors. And we use this phrase cheaply, and I know you haven't used it cheaply, Armin, in saying it, but in, the same is true for me. It was life-changing. It was, it was ministry-changing, frankly. It was radically changing. Um, and, and I don't say lightly that it was life-changing. Um, I've had the pleasure of seeing God use his word in transforming the lives of people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an exciting thing. First half of my ministry, I don't think I could say yes. that as much as I, even as you've just said. I, I identify with that. Yeah. yeah. To, see, to see the Lord using his word in the lives of uh, people. And how long have you been pastoring, Glenn? I've, uh, I've been in the ministry about 20 years, and all told. About uh, and now years. you're pastoring where? Uh, it sounds similar to Armitage Church, so but it's Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, and located it's on the west side of uh, Cleveland. Great. The Lord, the Lord allowed us to establish about two years ago, a uh, little over two years ago, this new church. Um, and as a church, we're committed to seeing God's word solely used in counseling, and we are seeing others trained to help us with that task. I'm a firm believer, as I know you men are that we should see the church as a hospital mm-hmm. for sinners and not mm-hmm. just a showplace for saints. And That's so right. God, is, God is, and he's given me the great uh, privilege of, of pastoring a great group of people who are excited and who are committed to to uh, the propagation of the word of God solely in, in helping people. Amen. And that's a great blessing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Let's hear from Gus for a few moments before the, our next break. Gus, yeah. uh, where are you pastoring? I'm pastoring at Conga Valley Church in uh, Broadview Heights. been yeah. there for mm-hmm. about 10 years. Your responsibilities there? Pastor of pastoral care. Great. I come at this at a, a slightly different uh, vantage point. Uh, I think it was in the mid-1980s when I first uh, ran into Joe uh, I, from the time I was a, a teenager, was struggling with a great many emotional and psychological problems and was really desperate. Um, panic attacks were a way of life for me. Mm. I don't think, uh, I, I talk about the fact that when I, in all the counseling I've been doing, in the years I've been counseling, I probably have counseled two people that I thought had as much depression or more depression than me. Mm. But I, uh, when we talked about the, the word being active in you, uh, I remember. Uh, I remember first of all coming to to a breakfast at a ch- uh, restaurant in uh, the, the Niles area. Uh, Joe at that time was uh, was uh, preaching there. Uh, he was preaching a, a message to a, a men's uh, a breakfast, and uh, I sat there and listened to him talk about anger and fear, and and I knew that these somehow were a component of what I was going through. So um, I lingered after that particular uh, breakfast and got in touch with you, Joe, and I began uh, hearing about biblical counseling. I began to hear about using the Word of God. Mm. At, up to this point, I had been to psychiatrists. I had been to uh, 
uh, self-help uh, programs. I've tried everything, medications and, uh, and various drugs, and uh, I was not becoming successful. I wasn't gaining victory mm. over these, this, uh, these issues that I was struggling with. And then I began to, I mean, remember, Joe, the course I think that we were, you were teaching was self-confrontation. Mm-hmm. I think it was about a 19-week course drive. At that time, you were teaching it out in the Chardon, and I was driving across town through the snow and everything else. Because mm-hmm. I was desperate. I wanted answers. Mm. And I began to see from the Word how God can help me overcome this. I remember being in a, I was a salesman at the time, and I was in a, uh, an office on the 11th floor in Warren, Ohio, back in your area, Joe. Mm-hmm. I was in a, a meeting with a, an engineer, and I began to have a panic attack sitting across the desk from him. And I, my heart began to pound. I began really thinking I was going to have to run from that building. And all I did was begin to recite, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. I can stay here. I don't have to run. I must have said that hundreds of times, uh, even within the context of uh, meeting with this man. And, it, and I was able to overcome that upsurge of a panic attack in his office. And then when I stepped out of his office, I still had to get on that elevator mm-hmm. and still go down into a closed environment and was wondering if the panic attack is going to research, uh, re- uh, appear again. And I began bathing myself be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let this request be known to God with thanksgiving, and the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Mm. That was the last panic attack I had in my life. Mm. And it was because of this that I find my, myself getting to know you better, getting to take a number of your courses, and beginning to become so, so thrilled with the Word of God being the answers to everything for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it took up more time. That's than all right. I probably should have. It's a great story, and it's mm-hmm. true. And uh, and the mm-hmm. fact is, there are people listening, Gus, that right now could be quite desperate in similar mm-hmm. ways, or mm-hmm. more with their own situations, whether it's anxiety, panic attack, depression, fears, worries, whatever it might be. And so we're we're here to to let them know um, they don't need the help really of the world. They need Christ mm-hmm. and His Word. And it's, and it's all that we need. It's really yeah. exciting, isn't it, when God deals with you in such a way. And, yeah. and you know, with us, to, when God deals with us and, and makes us confident in the Scriptures, and when God deals with you in such a, a significant way and makes you confident in the Scripture, let me get that. And, and uh, I think it's exciting to see that we can be confident. And you know what? The, the, I think, Joe, and you can speak to this probably even better than I could, the fact is that there are far too many Christians who aren't confident in the Word of God to help. And the fact is, uh, sadly, it seems as this, there's far too many shepherds yes. mm-hmm. in, in the yes. church of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. who are not confident in the Word of God to uh, help with people's uh, problems. And you've already quoted a verse which is a favorite for all of us, but Second Peter 1, three that God has given to us all that we need yes. for life and godliness. And I think it's one of the most... Um, to, to borrow our phrase, transforming things when when God deals with us to say, like in, in Gus's situation, you know what? The Word of God is sufficient to help you with that. And, and the Word of God is sufficient to help us with all of the areas of life that we may happen to struggle with. Amen. And, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. As pastors, if we can't be confident in the Word of God, we, we shouldn't expect that our people are going to be confident no, in the Word no. of God. 
let's try to develop that uh, after the next break a little bit longer in, in our next segment. Um, just hearing about the uh, this brief testimonials from each of us is very exciting to me. Uh, even though I've heard most of them before, it's just tremendously exciting. Uh, we we want to find out also um, a little bit. Probably ask you the question: um, Can you can you cite a particular incident of ministering God's word to someone else where you saw a transformation by the power of the Spirit over these kinds of problems that uh, we typically think you need to go to secular help in the world to get? That's the issue. All right. The, the kinds of problems. So keep that in your mind, and uh, don't forget, listeners. Uh, we're going to start taking calls uh, after this break, so you might want to write these numbers down again, 888-677-WORD. That would be 677-9673. That's 888-677-9673. Or locally, uh, 216-901-0933. Let me tell you this also. Um, this is a modern technology thing, but... Uh, if it's difficult to get through by phone or you uh, for some reason would rather email us, we can get an email from you right here uh, online. You just email transforminglives at yahoo.com. All right, transforminglives at yahoo.com, and uh, we'll even take your emails. Well, we'll see you right after this break. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. back here at Transforming Lives. It's good to have you back with us. Uh, for those of you that are just turning in, Transforming Lives is a program dedicated to encouraging Bible-believing Christians that the Scriptures are really all they need. A relationship with Christ, of course, is a given, but the Scriptures are really all we need to be able to handle life successfully. And we're talking about problems now. We're talking about counseling problems that might be in your life. The counsel comes from God, and it comes through His Word. And uh, that's what we want to focus on in our programs and, and show how that's practically true in various different ways. Well, guys, we have a few more things to cover, but we have a caller already. We have uh, Bill in Strongsville. Bill, are you there? Yes, I am. Bill, how are you? It's glad to, glad to have you call the program. Welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, this is the first time I've tuned in. Uh, I will definitely catch your program again, but I, I found it interesting that you're talking about panic, attack, panic attacks. I've struggled with them for 26 years. Wow. Well, Thanksgiving Day of 1979, I sort of had a nervous breakdown, and uh, and uh, I was I was, was uh, diagnosed with depression and. Uh, um, schizophrenia and, uh, and then, uh, 
and uh, I, I started having panic attacks where I couldn't be in groups, large groups, and, uh, and uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to tell you, I had sort of a strange experience today. I, w- I woke up this morning, and uh, I've been going to a new church just recently, and uh, this morning I wanted to start things differently, so so I poured out my heart to the Lord, and I confessed some things, and I, I just praised the Lord, and I listened to some Christian stuff on the radio, and uh, I said, I'm going to church. Amen. And uh, I went to the church, and it, I've only been there a few times, but I've been to a, another church that I like equally as well. Uh, f- for more times, but th- this particular church just strikes me as being friendly and open and honest. And another friend that I've attended another church with goes there, and that, he told me where he went, and I saw it, and I know where it's at, so I decided to go. So this is, I'm relatively new at this church, but everybody's so friendly. So anyway, I was. I usually sit in the back and into in the corner by myself, and I I I don't usually sing that often because I have a horrible voice. <laughs> but I forgot to take my medicine, and I went out to my car and took my medicine. I came back and my seat was taken, so I said, "Well, I'm going to sit up front for a change." <laughs> and I never do that. And I sat in the second row, and. And, and and the service started, and the gentleman behind me was singing, and he had a terrific voice. So I, after the singing was done, I just had to tell him. I turned around and I said, you know something, you have a terrific voice, and you made me want to sing all the more that louder, even though I have a horrible voice. And he smiled, and his wife smiled. And and uh, and they were very friendly, and they said thank you. And and then and then I turned around and paid attention to the service again. Mm-hmm. Well, I turned around a little while later, and they were gone. So I go, "Am I having a panic attack?" I go, "I can't be having a panic attack. I'm I'm totally at ease with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I, I've I've." I, I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the service. I'm learning. You know, I said, if there's a problem, he, he's having it. I'm not having it mm-hmm. because I, I'm just going to s- take my notes and stick, uh, stick to my guns, and the Lord will see me through mm-hmm. this. Bill, Bill, how long have you been a Christian? I've been a Christian. Uh, oh, it's hard to say. Uh, since shortly after. My uh, breakdown. But what I'm getting to is, this gentleman went to lead the youth group, and that's the reason he left. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. my friend who was sitting behind him explained that to me after after the service, and I said, "Oh, that's why he left." And and it was it was all in my head, you know. Any any little doubts that I had, see, God God'll, you know. You know, it just, sometimes my panic attacks are so bad that I have to run. 
I mean, I have to get out right away, and I just run, you know, just run out the door, mm-hmm. get out as fast as I can. So you're still having panic attacks uh, even up to this day every so often? Every so often, but it's not as bad. I'm treated with medication. I've mm-hmm. been treated with medication, but even without the medication, uh, I mean, I go to to smaller groups, like instead of going to the 1030 church service where there's hundreds of people, I'll go to the six o'clock church group where there's a little less people, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I, I, I can pick and choose my spots where to sit, to be in. But as long as I'm with God's people and, and learning God's word and, uh, you know, that's all that counts. And God has seen me through this, through this, I'm 49 years old and, mm-hmm. And I say, and that was one of the things I talked about, God. I said, you've seen me through 49 years. Uh, you'll continue to see me through. Um, I've only, I've had the panic attacks and the, and the, and the nervous, and the nervousness and stuff and the mental illness or whatever you want to call it. I, I was told once by a counselor that all mental illness is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Bill, there's a lot of theories about uh, causes for panic attacks and depression and all sorts of things. Uh, and I want you to keep listening to the program over the weeks ahead because we are going to get into that in, in a lot of depth. But um, at least right now, we're, we're grateful that uh, the Lord is is uh, somewhat keeping you stable. But I, I want to encourage you to look into um, getting some more information from the scriptures. And, and I'm sure you, in fact, I'm sure amongst us here, we can throw some things out for you right now. Gus, you got something for Bill? I'm yeah, sure. Bill, I, uh, this is Pastor Gus. I was the one that commented about uh, the history that I had with, with panic attacks. And, and I'm, as I'm listening to you, I can, I can walk in your shoes a little bit. The, uh, the, the thing that, that we need to understand and we need to learn is that this, this fear is really things are lies being fed to us and we need to we need to identify that for example you you were believing that this person left for some other reasons and then you found out it was the what what the real truth was mm-hmm. but we people who who deal with this uh this pattern in our lives um get very uh very upset because our our th- thinking is not biblical the bible tells us in Philippians 4, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. And I think one of the things that I learned, I know one of the things that I learned early on was to hold every thought captive. Mm. When these thoughts come that suggest anxiety, that you begin to, uh, to memorize the word, you begin to hide it in your heart, and you begin to to speak it, to say it, to think it, and to change your thoughts and set your affection on things above. And you'll find that if you if you look at that scripture, I'd, I'd like to direct you to Philippians 4.8 and maybe have you spend some time in that scripture. Yes, mm-hmm. that was what I was going to say. Uh, um, I was going to ask you about scripture memorization and uh, and what what role that might have because I, I, I could hold things, uh, scriptures in my mind for sh- short periods of time, but after a while, I forget where they are. In the, I mean, I have a general idea, and could find them 
find them in 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 the book eventually. But I mean, to just quote scripture off verbatim, you know, is is. I mean, I know paraphrased, but um, I, I need to work on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there are aids uh, available to help you, Bill. We, there are some uh, really interesting books that uh, have scriptures that are are um, oriented toward various problems. And, and <clears throat> I'm thinking of two in particular right now. There's a book called um, Quick Scripture Reference for Biblical Counselors. It's by John Cruz, K-R-U-I-S. You might want to jot that down and check for it in your local bookstore. But also, Brother Armin's book here would be very helpful to you, uh, Transformed into His Likeness, into his likeness yeah. which is by Folk, uh, from Focus Publishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that has... Uh, the scriptures that are best suited to the various different things you might be wanting to work on conquering uh, your problems. Right. That'll give you a, a list of scriptures for over 100 common problems that Christians face. And uh, uh, the one you struggle with is one of them in there. And you can find out more about that at transformedintohislikeness.com. I, I think uh, uh, one of the main things I need to do is get out of myself and get into the Lord and uh, and uh, just realize that uh, he was a spotless lamb and uh, and uh, he paid for any problems or the, any sins that I have committed and and I, I still struggle with some old relationships and stuff that I think may have I'm I'm not sure if they brought on the problem or not, but I was going through them at the time that this first started happening, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, um, for a while I was self-medicating myself with with uh, drugs and alcohol, but I've been off uh, marijuana for 17 years and alcohol for more than 11. Well, praise God. Bill, for it was that. a it was a a great day in my life when I no longer had to depend upon uh, uh, drugs for, for uh, treating my anxiety. I, I have in a, in a little vial in my, in my uh, home uh, a little pill, a green and white pill, that I got some uh, 20, 25 years ago called Librium. And I, I don't even know if that pill is on the market anymore. <laughs> but I often look to that as, as the end of that era in my life. Mm. Yes, I... I, I, I you know, I just pray to God, you know, that, you know, uh, he could do anything in my life that he wishes. And uh, if if I'm willing to meet him, say, halfway or or just just surrender my life to him. And uh, and to tell you the truth, I, I would love not to take another pill the rest of my life, you know, and uh, and I can't. It can be done if I just trusted uh, in him. Right. That, that's the issue. Armin, you wanted to say something? Yeah, Bill, I'd, I'd like to just encourage you. Have a, I don't know if you have a paper and a pencil there that you can jot down two references that I think you, it would be very helpful if you'd meditate upon these two. Okay, and go one, ahead. And one of them is Matthew chapter 6 and verses 25 through 34. The Beatitudes? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not the Beatitudes, but it's uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount okay. that Jesus gave. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 25 through 34. And the other one is, is Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 6 through 8. 
and I would meditate upon them, and I would um, Philippians ask four. Uh, Philippians 4 and uh, verses 6 through 8. In fact, all of Philippians 4s would be good, but those, those verses specifically. And I would meditate upon them, and as you're looking at them, I would just jot down uh, various insights and thoughts and how God is enlightening you as you are meditating upon those verses and how they relate to your particular issue. I would, I would highly encourage you to do that. Bill, can you hold on just for a moment? We want to share a couple more things with you right after the break. Would that be all right? Well, I hope I'm not taking up too much of your oh, time. No, absolutely not. Can you hold on? I would be glad to. Good. Listen, uh, listeners, we'll be right back after this short break. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. We have Bill on the line. We want to make some comp- concluding suggestions. So Bill, Bill, you're there? Yes. Great, great. Listen, we we uh, have respect for the, the your current use of medication. We in no way want to uh, have you assume that we would recommend you to just drop all that. What we want you to do, though, is to um, grow in your trust of God. I think you mentioned earlier that um, you keep looking to, to the Lord and remembering that he paid the price for your sins. And that's incredibly important. But let me stretch you a little bit. Uh, most of us Christians, in fact, all of us Christians, had better know that Jesus died for our sins. That's mm-hmm. one of the most comforting truths, if not the most comforting truth. But our knowledge of God needs to continue to increase. Uh, being introduced to God through Christ as our Savior is just the beginning. Even even the Scriptures say being born again is is entering the kingdom we got to learn how to live in the kingdom. We have to learn how to grow in the kingdom. And one of the things that uh, Christians do as they study the Word is get to really know God, get to know Him better and better. And and we find that as we grow in our trust of God, in particular as a provider for us and a protector for us, those those attributes of God encourage us to uh, relax more and more in difficult circumstances of our lives. And it tends to shake off the, the anxieties that we are tempted to have and the panics that we're tempted to have because we have fears of the unknown or we're not quite sure how things are going to turn out and, and we get nervous about those things. But the more we know God as provider, protector, uh, and we trust him, uh, we begin to find the cure that eliminates the need for uh, beer, alcohol, or any kind, of, any kind of substitutionary help. You see that? Catch my drift there? Yes, I do. So let me uh, encourage you to look at those passages, meditate on them. Another helpful book might be Trusting God by Jerry Bridges, mm-hmm. one of the best on that particular topic. I have the John MacArthur uh, Study Bible, and it's mm-hmm. got 25,000 footnotes, mm-hmm. so I will 
definitely meditate on not only the scriptures, <laughs> but the footnotes yeah. also. Good. good. And listen, Bill, just a quick thought, too. Uh, it would be good for you. I'm sure all of us pastors would recommend that you find a good Bible-believing church and settle there. Make a commitment, join, and become deeply involved, mm-hmm. and and uh, put some roots down. That goes a long way in, in helping you grow. And uh, and so we want to encourage you. God bless you, Bill. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. calling. Well, listen, it's it's so nice to find a program like this to talk to issues that directly apply to me, and I was so glad to get through. And thank you for so much for what you do for people and uh, what what God has done for you and, and how you share that with people. And, uh, and, uh, I just want to thank you very much. You've helped me a lot. And I'm, I'm right now, I'm going to finish listening to the program and then, uh, and then, uh, get my Bible. Uh, Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Well, listen, uh, folks, uh, We'll talk in future weeks about uh, some of the other details and testimonies that the guys are going to share. But, guys, what kind of things are coming up in the future on the programs you're planning to host? Let's let people know where we're heading in, in the coming. I can just speak, first of all, for next week I'll be hosting and we'll be talking about, with Gus's help here, the, uh, the issue of sound doctrine and how important it is to believe correctly. I kind of just gave a hint at that, didn't we, when we were mm-hmm. looking at uh, if our understanding of who God is and what he's like is accurate, it goes a long way to helping us uh, counsel correctly and receive counsel and, and grow in our lives. So we're talking more about doctrine and its place in counseling in general. But what other kinds of things uh, we got coming up? Armin, you and your wife are covering some things in the next right. few weeks, too. My wife, Kathy, and I, who's also a certified biblical counselor, uh, we do marriage counseling together primarily that's uh, uh primarily what we do and uh in our church is marriage counseling and our focus is going to be on the marriage relationship so uh on August 8th we'll talk about uh you know how to help uh uh prevent and resolve conflicts uh, in marriage and we'll be, get to the cause of conflict it'll be October o- uh, what did i say august oh i'm sorry october that's 8th right. Yeah. that's right <laughs> and uh, november 5th we'll be dealing with uh uh, unfulfilled expectations in marriage, and uh, for the for most, I think marriage is not what they thought it sh- would be, and uh, so we'll be dealing with that. And then December third, we'll be dealing with enhancing love, how to enhance love in marriage, and take a good look at what uh, the Bible says about love and how to display it towards one another. Glenn, you got some ideas of where you might be going? It's a it's a privilege to be able to to share. It's a privilege to use this forum and. We should uh, be thankful for guys like Bill who are calling in already, listening, and, and that's our prayer, isn't it? Yes, that, it is. That God would be pleased to, to help people to, to think uh, differently, perhaps, about things. And in line with that, um, I follow you on October the 1st, and uh, we're going to either be doing one of two things on that night, either uh, speaking to how we can learn to use the Bible, that is, trust the Bible, and... Um, or we have uh, an opportunity to uh, have a radio interview with Dr. Wayne Mack. Perhaps some of the, the folks uh, there have heard of Dr. Mack. He's written a number of really good books, and we're looking forward to that opportunity on October the 1st. Great, great. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to also uh, some of the other programs. We're going to have Dr. J. Adams with us in November, uh, available for people to call and talk to well, our time's about up on our program tonight, folks, and uh, we're certainly glad that you tuned in. If uh, we rush this end here about some of the future 
topics, I want you to know you can turn to www.bci-ohio.com. Our website uh, has a page on there with the radio program where you can see the programs coming up and make sure you tune in. Uh, going to be able to stream live the program there, and eventually you can uh, also purchase copies of these radio programs if you find any one of them particularly useful and like to hear again. Well, God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends all about Transforming Lives here on 1220 AM Radio. We'd love to sit together with you. We feel like we're together with you next Sunday night, 7 to 8, right here on 1220 AM. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. NIV for free? The NIV is fabulously free. Online at Crosswalk.com.